Hello and welcome back. This is the brand new custom written 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons campaign. I am DM Reynaut and this is A Sense of Adventure. Today's episode, we meet the second of our adventuring party. Most likely, no other has ever had their fate as altered by the gods than Thrice Salvatore himself. Hello, everyone. My name is Robert Harrison. I'm going to be playing Thrice. He is a celestial warlock. And yes, I was definitely drawn to this podcast because I love storytelling, I love DD as a game, and I love games overall. Uh, moving on to just what Thrice is like. Uh, Thrice, he would never really want to leave home without having a good excuse. He loves his family, he was well looked after, but he never felt that he really belonged. Uh, he always felt somewhat out of place. Others around him treated him differently simply because he was an awesome and he looked so different. So when presented with this opportunity to leave and go and find the world, experience it, see if there were others like him out there, he couldn't pass it up. So with that, we meet Thrice on the morning of his 18th birthday. As per normal, he wakes up to the usual clinking sound of chisels meeting stone. He grew up in the town of Larnwick, where his parents run a religious artisan's guild called the Celestial Visage that set their focus on creating statuettes of the gods. By no means was this a meagre founding, nor was it exceptionally lucrative. Thrice had a normal upbringing, except for the fact that his skin was pale as alabaster and his hair the colour of pure gold. Having the opportunity to be mentored by some of the land's best masons, it was clear that he had enormous talent for the art. His parents saw his potential within him and gifted him the best personalised set of sculpting tools they could afford, along with a variety of significantly sized rocks and marble. An excitement and inspiration bubbles up within Thrice as he enthusiastically runs towards the workshop and starts frantically chipping away at the stone. Hours go by without stop. The end only comes when two statuettes stand in front of him. The sun has set hours ago already. His hands start to tremble as exhaustion finally catches up with him. He takes a deep breath and slumps down onto his knees. Now at eye height, stands in front of him two exceptionally lifelike angels no bigger than his hand one carved from white alabaster and the other of black obsidian. The two angels, their beauty immeasurable, their eyes fierce with passion, have their arms outstretched towards each other. Thrice. An angelic voice fills the room and to his amazement the black statuette starts to graciously slide into motion. Thrice, my dear, you have made me so beautiful, the statuette says as she looks down to investigate her arms. I'd hope so. It took me the whole damn day. Well, Thrice, it is finally time to share with you this. A very important endeavor. You have asked us so many times before why. Why we are here. It is time for you to take your stand in the story of fate. And help us. Help me. Mend the divide between life and death. The gods stand so far apart. 
Imagine what they can achieve if only life and death work together. You have been the only one that has bothered to stop and listen. Listen to me, and I appreciate that endlessly. Thrice, the one that gave us so much of his precious time. Your fate, Thrice, burns brighter than a blazing star in the night sky. You are destined for so much more than you know. I need you to leave home. We need to take a journey together. Form a bond closer than what we have already achieved. A physical one of sorts. You have been one of my best friends growing up. Without you, I don't think I'd be as content with life. So if there is something, anything, I can do to help you, I will do it. It will be a hard journey. The road will be filled with troubles and trepidations. But together, Thrice, we will be able to overcome. You will grow stronger. You will soon rise up and shine as bright as the fate you are destined for. Pack what you need, travel east, and find your fated party. Now go. Vala, how will I know when I'm there? So many places, and it's not exactly a definite location that you've given me. We will let you know. You will know when you are where you are supposed to be. Now go! The black statuette stretches out her arms to suggest a loving, gentle embrace. Thrice responds by stretching out his palm to meet hers. The moment they touch, a loud crack echoes throughout the workshop and a searing pain erupts through Thrice's body. Violent streaks of pain streak up his arm and an all-consuming holy light bursts forth from his light green eyes before his vision blurs and finally blacks out. He catches himself moments later finding it necessary to steady himself on the workshop bench. He can see the statuette has returned to her unmoving obsidian self. But her face is different. She looks a little more concerned. As soon as he finds his legs again, Thrice springs into action and starts to pack the necessary belongings. It is late morning when he says his final goodbyes to his mother and father. They know it is destiny and with a heavy heart they bid him farewell. But where does he even start? Um, I think Thrice, no, I definitely I would have gone and looked uh, maybe for one of those, if there was the last one of those uh, traveling uh, wagons heading out of town that was running a bit late perhaps. Otherwise maybe try to secure a horse. I know those can be rather pricey, so if need be, by foot. Okay, the last one that has left, um, you ask around, your mother said that the last one probably left about an hour ago. Um, they should not be too far out from where we are now, and knowing how they were, they would probably set up camp somewhere close by, so you could probably catch up by them if you really, really need to. All right, that's a, that's a wonderful su uh, suggestion. I think I'll go look for them. So you leave by foot. You um, grab your walking stick. Yes. <laughs> and start walking out of out of Larnwick in easterly direction, following a little dirt road that you know that the the traders frequent. The sun has kind of set by now. The stars are starting to show up in the sky, and you see just as you kind of peek over a little hilly type of thing you see a campfire down a few meters down the little dirt road and you see the wagon 
over there, two horses tied down to a, a tree close by, and you know that that is where they are going to be camping for the night, probably. Thrice is actually not well to travel, so I will uh, slow down at that point, uh, seeing that they're not going anywhere. Walk calmly uh, towards the campfire, step into the lights, and be like, oh, sorry to disturb everyone so late, but I, I just hope to uh, get passage with you. I need to head east. I see you're heading that way as well. Okay. Would it be okay if I joined? Okay, these are monks. Yeah. As I said, they're kind of dressed up in these monkey gear type of, or cloaks that kind of cover their bodies. Uh, by the time you kind of reach them, uh, as you kind of close in upon them, get closer to them, the horses start noticing the stranger walking out of the darkness towards them. So you see them very clearly and the horses kind of just see your shadow coming out there and they and um, they start getting antsy and kind of giving them these maze as, as you come walking closer. The priests are all sit, or these uh, monkey people are all sitting around the fire and they're all chanting, singing, hymning, um, and, but the horses unease stops them from chanting as you kind of walk closer towards them. They see you, they kind of a little bit edgy about this person walking towards them, but you come close enough and you uh, greet them politely enough and they kind of ease down and they would say, uh, a, a traveler, what what brings you out here this time of night? I, um, well, I, I have a friend who's in uh, great need of my assistance and I was just directed out this way. I can't really say too much on it. Sounds a bit ridiculous if I go into detail. Travelers should not be out, out late this night. Uh, this sounds dangerous. Um, well, you assume you're not traveling further tonight then? Well, uh, no, no, of course not. I was hoping to meet your pace. Bye, by all means. Um, sit next to the fire with us. Uh, we're going to just continue our hymning and chanting for the night. But... I guess we have space for one more if you need travel. Oh, that's uh, most fortunate, and thank you very much for allowing me to join you. I, uh, I'm not one for chanting, I don't want to interrupt, but please carry on, I will just be busy with my handiwork over here. Bye by all means. Uh, sit closer to the fire and relax. Uh, yeah, they'll offer you some food and drink. Um, so these monks as well, if there's a person in need, they'll go out of their way to try and help you as much as they possibly can. Here's some food and drink. We don't have much. It's not. It's not going to be. I take five. Yeah, I'll take as like little as I need. And yeah, they continue. They start up with their hymning and their chanting again, as they all start singing towards the gods and they hum and they go into this meditative state for a while. Uh, after a few hours of that, they kind of finish up and they all roll out their bed rolls next to the cart next to the fire and they. Uh, two of them sleep on the cart. On the cart is these boxes. You've seen the boxes. They're all filled with your statues. Two of them sleep on the boxes. Three of them will sleep next to the thing. And you, assuming you packed a bedroll as well somewhere, and you kind of roll that out and have a nice night's rest as well. The next morning comes up, and you wake up feeling a little uneasy because you're not used to that, or that sound which you're so used to waking up to being at the Artisan's Guild. Um, is not there. There's not that bustle of people early morning starting to chip away at their stone again. It's just quiet. You hear the birds start singing in the distance. It's um, the fields. 
Uh, there's probably a, a bunch of sheep that have walked into the field close by and they're kind of bleating away in the background is that you kind of wake up and you feel uneasy about the whole thing but they've already started kind of setting up the fire again they've got some tea brewing or some coffee brewing and they offer you some coffee as soon as you come up uh, or wake up and and start functioning again as a human being um, and they offer you that and they kind of stop packing up everything back onto the thing and they say like uh, well traveler uh, there's not much space on the cart itself the horses are carrying quite heavily as it is um, but you're more than welcome to walk with us as two of them will walk in the back and two of them are going to sit on there there's one sitting on the cart one two of them riding in front of the cart and two of them will be walking on the back one on the cart two in the front two at the back walking as I more than welcome to walk with us we can switch spots as soon as you get a little bit too tired we're we'll be traveling it's going to be a few days travel and then we'll get to uh our first stop's probably going to be at Dewhurst. <laughs> oh well um i'm more than happy to walk uh you already are gracious enough to provide me with your company please if i can help carry anything let me know so, thank you traveler what's your name by the way oh uh my name is thrice thrice salvatore thrice, nice to meet you and so Thrice's journey starts, walking next to a horse-drawn carriage in an open field, with an excitement inside of him about what lies ahead. It is only once all has fallen into place that Thrice takes the time and notices the black streaks of obsidian-like veining that now covers his right arm. Flashes of pain streak up his arm again as the memories of a statuette encounter return to him afresh. He also remembers the light emanating from his eyes and prompts immediate investigation. He finds a copper plate amongst his belongings and looks for his reflection. Shocked to see that instead of the usual light green eyes staring back at him, he looks deep into the night sky. The cosmos seems to have settled within his eyes. Troubling as this may seem for some, for thrice this is the opposite. It was proof, proof of a friendly promise he made to an old and dear friend. As thrice continues his journey east, we will leave him for a while and meet up with a third of our adventuring party, Lyriel, another of the gods chosen, and this has instilled within her a sense of adventure.